0: Welcome to another episode of Papa, I Have a Question. I uh, have been studying in Galatians, and I have been encouraged in Galatians, but I've also been uh, thinking about kind of comparing my reading in Galatians with different things I've heard through the years and stuff, and in Galatians, Paul explicitly says that the we're not saved by the law. We're saved through the gospel, we're saved through the grace and through what Christ did. And then he says, but we're also not perfected by the law. And when I read that, I kind of substituted the word sanctified in there because I feel like I've heard through the years and different sermons and different Bible studies that we are saved by grace and we can't earn our salvation, but we are responsible to be sanctified and to do what the law says after salvation. So that there's some confusion there. So Papa, I have a question. <laughs> Okay. So if Paul says specifically that we're not saved through the law and we're not perfected through the law, then what is the purpose of the law?
1: Okay. Uh, In Romans 10, where Paul is dealing with that very question, I'm actually going to read this one. Here's what he says as he talks about the Jews who had been given the law, been given the Torah. And he says that uh, they... uh, they missed the point of the law, uh, that there is a goal of the law, there's an end of the law, there's a purpose of the law, and they missed it. And they overshot it. They, uh, When the end of the law came, they kept going. And so here, here's how he says it. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them, he's talking about the Jews, is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God But not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law, for righteousness to everyone who believes. End here means goal. It's what where the where the the law is taking you. So what is the goal of the law? Well, Paul makes it clear in all of his writings, primarily in the book of Romans, that the law was given, uh, it, it serves this purpose. It serves the purpose of defining what right and wrong is. Uh, because when, uh, when humanity you know, bit into the apple of deception and said, if we'll do what the devil says, we'll know right and wrong, and that way we can guide our lives. It's not true because uh, we didn't know right and wrong. Uh, so uh, we were aware of being wrong and we were aware that there was a right, but we couldn't do it. So uh, the law serves this purpose in, in its initial form. It's like it's like a game, like if you're, if you're out playing tennis and you walk out on this court and it's just a big concrete court and somebody puts up a net and then somebody else draws some lines it's like, oh, you got to make the ball go in the lines and over the net. So so the law is saying, okay, if you want to play the game of life, there is a net and there are some lines. So there is a right and wrong. So it's an instructive. Okay. One. That, that's the first thing. The second thing is that the law not only tells you what's right and wrong, it tells you what's right and wrong inside of you. Not just what's right and wrong in God's created order, but... It shows you that you even once, even you when you know where the lines are, you can't stay on. Yeah, yeah. And, and not only does it show you that you can't, the law entices you to step across the lines. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've seen that in our in our kids. It, not in you, of course. <laughs> no, when no, no, you were no. little. But uh, we've seen that in our kids, and it's like okay, they're doing fine until you say, "Do not close that door." Do not go in the kitchen. They got to go in the kitchen. <laughs> it's the
0: first thing they have to do. Got to go in the kitchen. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh okay, so there's something inside of us. It's it, again, it's called the flesh and it is our hostility toward God like I want to be my own boss. I do not want to be told what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so you tell me what to do and I'm going to find a way of not doing that and make you think I'm doing that. Yeah. Okay. So, so the law it exposes the heart, yeah. okay? And that, that brings you to the place where you, see, you realize, I need a Savior. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I, 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 even when I know what's right, I can't do it. Somebody's got to help me here. And so it's what Paul says in Romans 7, where he says, once you see this, you cry out, oh, wretched man that I am, who's going to deliver me from this body of sin and death? Well, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's what Jesus does. Jesus comes along and said, I can, live by, I can live by the law. And he did. He lived by the law. And he, he was totally righteous. And then his death paid for all my violations of the law. And he was raised from the grave. And then he, he sent me his life. And so now his life is in me. I share his life by, by my fellowship in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So I'm sharing his life. So, okay, what happened to the law? Well, the law wasn't bad to begin with. There's nothing wrong with the, court, the line on the court. And uh, there's nothing wrong with the law. And so it's still there. And it can be useful because once I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me who is, who is uh, making love, which love fulfills the law, He's make, he, he is making love flow through me, there's something in my heart that wants to, that wants to say, what, how can I display this love? How can I, how can I uh, embrace all that God has for me? How how can I, how can I be obedient to Him? I want to be obedient to Him. Then you can look at the law and it can give you instructions like, okay, you've got this desire to love inside. Here's some ways you can love. Here's here's what love looks like when you put it in, uh, in hands and feet and in and humanity. And so the law can become instructive in that way. But the motivation, the power, and all of that is, is on the inside.
0: So I feel like oftentimes we view the law as limiting. It's our restrictions. It's our rules. It's what we can't do. But what I hear you saying is that the law is a gift. Yes. It's a gift that gets me to the place of understanding what Jesus did and my need for it and and accepting that. And then it's a tool.
1: Hmm. It's
0: a tool to be able to express who I am because of what he did. Yes. So the law is a good thing.
1: Yes. When the law, uh, you know, so the, the, the new law, the, the the law that Jesus gave, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and your strength, and your neighbors yourself. And and he mentioned some other expressions of that. Uh If somebody sins against you seven times, or 70 times seven, do it. It's like, really? (laughs) I can do that? I can do that. I can do that? Yeah. I can can forgive 490 times? Well, by the time you count that much, you probably (laughs) just keep on doing it.
0: Yeah, but it's an I can, not an I have to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's good
1: news. That is really good news. And, you know, evidently David and the psalmist got it because they'd say, I love thy law. Uh. It's a delight to me. Well of course it was. I mean if you're living in a world of confusion and contradiction and all that kind of stuff, and then God gives you his law and says, here's the way it really works. It works like this. Here's the way here's the way relationships work, here's the way agriculture works, here's the way science works, here's the way it all works. And you go, wow, wow, that's great. Now I see it as enlightening me, instructing me, and even releasing me. So I'm not living up to it anymore, I'm living it out because because the real law is a person is living inside of me.
0: Mm. Such a better way to look at it.
1: Thanks. Yeah, yeah you're welcome.